Thanks for listening to the podcast of Hope Church in East Hampton, Connecticut. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve the world. To find out more about Hope Church, be sure to check out our website at cthope.com. Well, I already said Happy New Year, so I don't have to say that again. What I will say is I know a lot of people look at the new year in a different light. Some of you are super excited. Some of you are not so much excited. Uh, I have to say that I love the new year. I love new beginnings. I love being able to start fresh. A little bit of what I talk about today, we'll talk about that. Uh, But I am excited for you. I don't know what you're looking forward to in 2022. In fact, just take a quick second, turn to the person next to you and say, this is what I'm looking forward to in 2022. Go on, just really quick. What are you looking forward to in 2022? What are you gonna do? Some of you married couples are just like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I am so sad I missed Celebrate with family last week. I hope uh, that you guys had a good time. Uh, I think that was my first Christmas in 20 years that I missed at Hope Church. Uh, but I was watching from home, and I was so proud of everybody on the stage. And I just have to say, uh, in my absence, I want to thank Uh, the team. I want to thank Carrie. I want to thank Michelle, all of our worship team, our techs, our elders, everybody who just kind of stepped in and did what they do. Uh, And and, uh, yeah, yes, I I like that, man. We, we, God is up to something good here. I hope you feel that. I hope that that's evidence uh, to you. Um, I'm always hesitant to talk about the church as a family because I, my, my concern here is if you are a guest or if you're, you haven't come very long, that might feel like, oh, it's kind of like this inner circle. I don't mean that at all. But what I do appreciate And what I want to say thank you for is in our times of need, families come together. And that's what uh, this church family did for me and my family. So I thank you for all the prayers. Uh, I would ask continued prayers for my mother who's adjusting to a new way of life uh, with the loss of my dad. Um, But uh, we will be okay. And I want to thank you all uh, for being there for us, for the meals, the prayers, the texts, all of those things. Um, Anyway, so here we are in a brand new uh, series, um, not series, in a brand new year, and I want us to think back for just a second, um, back to 2020. Now, 2020 was a year, right? A lot of things got messed up in 2020. A lot of the things we knew about life uh, was kind of flipped on its head. It forced us into some new rhythms and new routines. It changed things about school. It changed things about work. Some of you are still working from home because of 2020, right? And so here we are even today, and I look out at this room, and I know several here in our Hope Church family who are not here because they're sick today. We're still dealing with this virus and whatever, but but we are, that was, a, that was quite a year. And I know we all looked at that and said, man, we want to put that behind us. And so a year ago, a year ago, we started a series that we called Rebuilding Your Broken World. Maybe some of you remember that. And kind of used this imagery of a storm that came through. 
It was one of those storms with high winds and a lot of rain and it did a lot of damage and it came through and that thing that we had lived in, that dwelling that we lived in was pretty much ruined and we needed to do some major renovation. And so that whole series was about how do we rebuild this thing that has fallen down behind us and we basically, we put on our tool belts We took everything down to the studs and we said, here, we need to rebuild something. And in the back of my mind, I was a little concerned because in uh, the circles I travel in, the books I read, the people I talk to, uh, there was this idea that, yeah, we wanted nothing else but to put 2020 behind us and 2021 was going to be great, Uh, but they were predicting that maybe even more and maybe even harder change was coming in 2021. And so I kind of had my pulse on that for a while. And I don't know what your experience was, but I can certainly see that being true in a lot of ways for some of you. In church world, we are still wrestling through this huge renovation project. 2021 was still a difficult year. And so here we are now in 2022, and I'm just going to say this, the renovation continues. The renovation continues, and that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. We are still trying to renovate lives that are on mission and on purpose. That was our call last year. We need to get back to lives that are lived on mission and on purpose, and we talked about what that means. So my wife and I love renovation projects. We do. We love renovation projects. We love, we've flipped several houses. We love the design process. Um, And actually, yes, I already know the joke. It's a life group joke to, it's like, oh, there's Chip and Joanna, except Sarah's the Chip and Tom's the Joanna, That's sort of true. It's not all the way true. We do it all together, but we certainly enjoy uh, that kind of thing. And so uh, just recently, uh, I ordered the Magnolia channel, right? So this is Chip and Joanna's new network. They basically own the world now, okay? So they have this channel called the Magnolia Network, and there's a whole bunch of renovation and design shows on that channel. Anybody ever watch that? Anybody have that? Anybody like that stuff? Or maybe even HGTV, is that kind of your thing? Okay, a bunch of you guys. All right, so here are some of the shows that we started watching. Uh, Fixer Upper, of course, that's kind of the original one. There's this really cool show called Where We Call Home. Um, uh, we watched The Cabin Chronicles, which is uh, really a fun show. And there's this other show called Homework. Homework is a really interesting show. It's, it's about these um, this two uh, people, kind of from, they blended families, and so there's um, the, the parents, and there's, I think, seven kids. And uh, they bought a 115-year-old, 20,000-square-foot schoolhouse that was abandoned for many, many years. And now they are renovating it to become their home. Really, really interesting uh, show. Um, and here's the thing about a renovation project. There's always a story behind it. Is there not? There's always a story behind a renovation. Either uh, people are trying to revive the glorious past of this this home, or 
They are doing the opposite. It has a not-so-glorious past, and they want to start from square one and renovate this whole entire thing. But there's always a story. And as I was going through our series last year, I said, this is how you start on a rebuild. There's, there's a few things. First, got to write down the plan. You got to know what you're doing, okay? You have to write down the plan. Number two, really important, you have to make sure you have the right tools. And number three, you need to expect costs and setbacks. And as we've gone through our year, some of you have experienced more costs and setbacks this year. Of course, that's to be expected. So the question is, what are we building? What do the plans call for? And I'm going to say it again. We are trying to build lives that matter, lives lived on purpose, lives that are set apart and are different. And just like the builders and the designers on our favorite HGTV or Magnolia Network show, God, in the same way, wants to buy you back. He wants to redeem you. He wants to restore your life and build something beautiful and unique and solid, something that's going to stand up when those storms come. So here's the thing. Maybe you want to tweet this out. Maybe you want to put it in the chat today if you're watching online. God wants to build something in you and with you. God wants to build something in you and with you. I want to keep that in mind today. Uh, if you have a Bible, you could turn to the book of Ephesians. That's where we're going to be the entire day. If you have a phone, uh, pull out your phone, get the Bible app. If you don't have it, you're going to want that. Not even just for Sundays, but for the rest of the week. So you could turn to that on the Bible app. It's also going to be on the screen. It's online as well. Turn to Ephesians. Um, and we're going to set this up today because we do need uh, to understand a couple things. Number one, God is the architect of this thing we're rebuilding. God's the architect. He has the plans. Number two, Jesus is the cornerstone and the foundation of what we're doing, always. And number three, the Holy Spirit, let's look at him like the general contractor, okay? And you don't believe me? Let's read this first one in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. It says this. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. There we see God the Father. And by the way, let me back up and say, what he's basically saying is there's no more lines. This isn't just for the Jewish people. This gospel, this good news is for everybody, for the Gentiles, for you and for me, even right now, Okay. And so you are a member of God, the architect's family. Together we're his house. There you go. There's our building uh, metaphor. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. There it is, God the Son. We're carefully joined together in him. Again, another building term. Holy temple for the Lord. And through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. And so we see all three members of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, who want to do a work in us. And so here we are. We've taken kind of everything we knew right down to the studs. We've begun the framing and the building this past year, and it's going to continue on. But now we need to take some next steps in the renovation process. And so all of you, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, as we enter a new year, we're looking forward to what we're supposed to be doing. We're trying to bring purpose and meaning and answer some of the whys in our life. And as your friend and as your pastor 
And as your brother, I want to journey with you. And so here's what I've titled the message today. It's four things I want for you. This is just my heart today. The four things that I want for you as we go through this renovation project of our church and of our lives together. And so let's jump right in. Number one, if you're taking notes. The first thing I want for you is that you would find deep relationship with Jesus. I've got to start there. And so I have my handy uh, box of tools. Let's do this, okay? Here I have a light switch, okay? Here's my light switch. I don't know if you know anything about electrical, but we've got, again, now we're building this uh, structure, we're doing our renovation, and the problem is, is we're not going to see anything if we don't have some electrical run to where we're working. We're not gonna be able to plug in our tools if we don't have the wires coming in. So uh, this is one of the first things you gotta do as we start this next phase of renovation. We need to get power. We need to get hooked into a power source. So uh, I remember this building, we put uh, it up, the walls started going up, and I remember one of the very first things was right over here in this corner, they set up a temporary lighting station and it was attached to that beam and there were floodlights that were all around the building. And so if you know anything about electrical, what happens is there's a power source somewhere and it comes into that structure or that dwelling and it's kind of like you know, a junction box, a big junction box and basically then it goes out to all the switches and outlets in your house. And so here we have a basic switch, right? And so as these wires come in and they're often you know, through the studs and the walls, you have basically usually three wires you have a positive connection, you have a, a negative connection, and you have a neutral connection. And they wire into this switch, and when you have the power, and when you have everything wired correctly, you could flip the switch on, and now you have light. And the thing I want for you today is that you would have this deep relationship with the power source. I want you to be able to take all the positives, all the negatives, and even all the neutral things in your life, and you need to wire in to that source because that's where the light is gonna come from. There is nothing more important for you today on my heart than for you to have this relationship with Jesus that you could tap in to the source of our hope and the source of our power. And I wanna see this in Ephesians. If you're following along with me, Ephesians chapter one, verses 17 to 19, check this out. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. By the way, see the Godhead there, all three again, and also these important words, wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Everybody say that with me. Enlightened. In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance to his holy people, and his incomparably great power, everybody say power, for us who believe. You notice those electrical terms there? He wants to enlighten your heart and lives. He wants you to be connected to the power source. 
And this is where so many of you need to start. Wherever you are in your journey, maybe you haven't connected into that power source yet. There's nothing more important today than for you to figure out how to connect into that source. For others of you, you've had that switch flipped on the off position for too long. You need to flip that thing back on. Tap into the power that God has given you this year. By the way, I'd be remiss not to mention, it's not on the screen, but one of the most famous uh, passages in all of Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece. Again, another building term, another design term. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Get wired into the power source. There's a second thing I want for you. That you would take your next step of faith. That you would take your next step of faith and I reach into my bucket and I have a piece of tile flooring here. One of the stages in this thing we have to do, one of the next stages, is we got to lay down the flooring in this dwelling uh, that we're putting together. So maybe for you, it's tile. Maybe for others of you, it's going to be hardwood. Maybe for others of you, it's going to be laminate. But whatever it is, we've got to make a decision. We've got to lay this down. And if you could forgive my analogy, you probably know where I'm going. I want you to be able to take that next step of faith in your journey. What is that next step of faith in your journey? Because here's the deal. Too many of you are still sitting on the couch. You've not gotten up and taken those steps. And I don't care if you've been a Christian for 10 days or 100 days or 10,000 days. All of us have a next step to take. And the question today for you is gonna be, what is that gonna be for you? Some of you, need to take a step. Uh, I heard someone say recently, you don't need the faith to finish. You need the faith to start. Because some of you are held up on that. You worry about the end result. And the fact is God is not calling you to worry about the end. He's calling you to worry about the start. So what is your next step gonna be? Some of you need to start giving. Some of you have been for too long fearful of what that's gonna happen if you actually start giving the way God is calling you to, but actually that is the next step as we release our hearts to God. Some of you need to start teaching. Some of you have stuff inside you that you need to be able to pass on to other people, and that might be your next step. You say, I need to start teaching. I need to lead a life group. Or maybe I need to get involved in someone's life and start mentoring. By the way, you might hear us talk more about that because that's something God is on my heart. What, what mentoring might look like at Hope Church. Some of you love kids and some of you need to go out there and you're gonna to talk to Michelle today and start saying, hey, I'll volunteer once a month in the nursery or I'll go into Roots and be a mentor for kids and, and be able to sit and have fun and play games or, or lead them in music, whatever it is. We need people and kids. Some of you need to just start making coffee for us every Sunday morning. 
In fact, we need a leader for our hospitality ministry. If that's something that you can do, we need you. Some of you might just be able to get up and go to the back and put the best smile of your face on, on your face and just welcome all the guests who come through this door so that they feel special and loved and at home here. I don't know what the next step is for you, but you gotta take it. You gotta take it. You have to get off the couch. We need to stop being consumers and start being contributors. The worst thing is I don't want you to come here and just take what you get every Sunday morning. It's not enough. I've said that before. We need to go out and do something. Maybe it's starting to serve in our local community. Maybe it's working at the food bank. Maybe it's, it's working at the senior center. I don't know what it is, but you need to take that next step of faith. This is what Ephesians tells us, uh, verses 11, 16. I'm gonna kind of read sporadically here. It says, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and their responsibilities to equip God's people and build up the church, the body. Uh, I'm gonna kind of go through. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who's the head of the body of the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, Check this out. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See, this is not about you. It's about other people. Taking your step is about contributing to the lives of others. And when we don't take that step, guess what? Everybody else suffers. We need to do this together, church. So third thing I want for you and that's that you would make peace in your relationships. That you would make peace in your relationships. Here, I have a plumbing pipe. And you say, Tom, where are you going with this? Well, let me just say this. A little bit about plumbing. I'm not great at plumbing. I can do a lot of things a little bit okay, but I'm telling you right now, I have sworn off plumbing for the rest of my life. I have, amen. I have had a dishwasher sitting in my garage for about a month that I am afraid to install by myself. So any, any of my people help me out there, but I will not do it. And let me just tell you a quick story about why I came to this conclusion. Um, a couple years ago, we decided to renovate our master bathroom. And so I asked my dad to help me and we had bought this uh, vanity. And so the idea was we would take the old vanity out and put the new one in. Seems simple enough. So we did, we got all our connections. We put them all together. Everything looked great. And a couple months later, I, I kid you not, a couple months later, I'm sitting on the couch in my living room, which is below, and I look up and I look at the ceiling, and you know where I'm going with this. You start to see a little spot, right? I'm like, um, I'm not really sure what's going on there. I kind of let it go for a couple weeks, but then I decided I couldn't let it go because that spot was growing just a little bit more and a little bit more. So... I take out my tools, I go up, I start taking down the ceiling and all of a sudden, whoo, we're talking disgusting, nasty mess. We're talking moldy uh, insulation. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, no, this did not happen. So we go up, we look, I'm looking, I couldn't even find the leak at first. Sure enough, it turns out after tons of searching, there was this little tiny slow leak in one of the connections we had put together in that bathroom. Okay, we fix it. 
I call a professional to come in, patch up the ceiling, all is well and good, right? Except, I'm not kidding you, within the next year, I don't remember how much time, probably several months, I looked up and I saw a spot in the ceiling again. Sure enough, we had another leak. Actually, it was in another part of our house. It was a toilet that was leaking. The same spot, because the pipes must come down the same way, we had to take down that ceiling and we had to do it again. I've sworn off plumbing since that time. So here we have this pipe. We know what happens when things don't drain properly or when things get backed up because it's going to take an awful mess of all the work that you do. And when we take this analogy into our life, this is what happens in our relationships when we allow things to fester and to build up that we should have taken care of, that we should have properly secured that connection, right? That we've allowed the gunk, and I actually look in this pipe and there's some gunk in here, we've allowed it to build up. And so now that it backs up and all of a sudden we have a mess. And Ephesians talks about this, by the way. Ephesians chapter four. Because what this thing does in our lives, when we allow that to happen, we allow it to build up, we allow it to gunk up, it starts to make a mess of things. And when God is calling us to peace and unity, and this is what he says in Ephesians 4, says, always be humble and gentle and be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. So some of you have left this, maybe this anger towards someone else or this jealousy or this rage or this slander or this gossip to kind of control your life and you've not correctly cleared it out and it's gonna overflow and make a mess of things. He goes on to say in another famous passage in Ephesians, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ's sake, has forgiven you. I hope that this year, that some of you will take to heart that you need to make peace with someone in your life. I don't know who I'm talking about. It could be a neighbor. It could be a, a, a dad. It could be a sibling a cousin, a friend. What are you gonna do about that relationship? If you don't take care of it, it could make a mess. It's gonna bring this uneasiness in your life. This peace will not be there that God promises that we could have. One last thing that I want for you this year as we walk into 2022, that you would define new spaces in your life that you would define new spaces in your life. Here I have sheetrock. Here's what I know about sheetrock. Two things. Number one, I know that it clearly defines the space of a structure. There's nothing that is more like uh, visible to see, oh, that's what's gonna ha- that's what it's gonna look like as you do when you come in and you see the sheetrock put up on the wall. Again, I remember this building, and I remember when the sheetrock came in by the truckloads, 
Okay, it's a big, tall ceiling. And then you start to see this sheetrock be laid over the studs. And then you say, oh, that space is going to be cool. Oh, that space is smaller than I thought it was going to be. All that kind of stuff. It clearly defines the space more than anything else that you do in this next stage of renovation. Here's the other thing I know about sheetrock. It's a skill. There are professionals and there's everybody else. Okay? Again, some of you know what I'm talking about. There are professionals and there's everybody else. And I say that because when we begin to define new spaces in our life, which I'll talk about in a second, I think sometimes the older we get, maybe the better we get at understanding who we are and how life works, we, we acquire some skills along the way. Let me tell you what I mean. Some of you need to hear one of these three things this morning. As we enter this new year, this year of new beginnings, some of you are going to need to stop something that you're doing. Others of you are going to need to start doing that thing that you know you're supposed to start doing. And lastly, some of you need to hear this today, not just me. Some of you need to stay with what you're doing. Some of you need to stop doing something. Others of you need to start doing something. And others of us need to stay with that thing. This is what Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9 to 11 says. It says, live as people of light. Again, on mission, on purpose. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Take note of those words, good and right and true. We're gonna come back to that. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. What we're trying to do is expose the things in our life that we need to stop, that we need to start, or that we need to stay with. And I don't have the time or the ability to go into all of the language in the Bible behind some of this, but I think there's a filter for how we decide where we go with this. And it's found in those verses. And the first word is that word good. What does that mean? What is God's word trying to tell us there? Well, one interpretation you could take from that, one logical conclusion is that good means what is the most excellent thing you can do in this season? What is the most excellent thing that you could be doing? And then we filter it through the next one, which is that word right. And one way to look at that in biblical terminology is what is the best representation of our relationship with God? What is going to best represent God in this decision that I'm about to stop, start, or stay with? And, and finally, that word true. What is the most honest thing that we can do for ourselves and others. As we're thinking about the thing we need to stop doing, as we're thinking about the thing we need to start doing or the thing we need to stay with, we need to put it through this filter of what is good, of what is right, and what is true. What is most excellent? What's going to be the best reputation of God in our lives right now? Not a year ago, not three years ago, or even 20 years ago, right now. And what's the most honest thing that we can do for ourselves and others? Start with that filter. I love that quote. I said it uh, several weeks ago by John Mark Comer, and it says, organize your lifestyle around the way 
of Jesus. When we organize our lifestyles, that means that we're going to have to clean out some things sometimes. I always want to start with the, start, uh, with the stop. That sounds weird. I always want to start with the stop. A couple years ago, uh, somebody that I really respect, you know, really pushed me on that. And he said, some of you just need to stop something. See, we are so inclined to just kind of add in, right, and start some new things and, and kind of keep going. No, hear me really clearly. Some of us need to stop doing that thing. It had its season and it had its time. And it's time to move on. That doesn't mean we're not giving it love and respect anymore. It's just, it's just not the best thing that God has for you. Others of us need to start something. You have had this thing on your heart and mind for way too long, and now it's time to start to move. Maybe you need to stop other things in order to make space for this new thing that you need to start. But the third thing, and you guys need to hear me on this, some of you need to stay with it. This is maybe the hardest of all, because you have felt like giving up, you felt like quitting, you felt like stopping, and God is telling you today, and the word that I think he's telling you today that some of you need to hear is stay with it. Stay with it. Yeah, it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be great. It's not always going to be smooth, but stay with it. So what's the conclusion here? Well, I think as we travel through this book really quickly, we find it in verse uh, chapter 5, Verse 15 to 17, it says, so be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Some of your Bibles might say, walk circumspectly. And what that means, what that, what that word means is that it's kind of like almost like a mathematical term. It's like be exact, be precise about these things that you need to do, what God is calling you to do. Be exact and precise about what you're gonna do. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Now, fools here, that's not saying people are idiots or people don't know what they're talking about or they're just jerks or whatever. That is not the biblical meaning of what's happening here when he says fools. What this author is saying, he says, live as if God is a part of those decisions. See, people that don't live with God as a part of their decisions, the Bible will call fool. They're trying to do it their own way. We've talked about that. He says, don't live like that. Don't try to do things apart from God, the power source. Be a part of God. Don't be a fool, but be wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. One way you could play that out, it says, be fully committed to the project. I like that, particularly in the context of the illustration we're using today. You can't get into a renovation and then just kind of like, ah, I don't feel like doing this today. No, you need to button up that roof and you need to button up those walls and get that insulation. You gotta pursue it and it's gonna take time and it's gonna, take, it's gonna be some costs and some setbacks, but stay committed to the project. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Take every advantage and make the most of the opportunities and the wisdom that God has given you. That amazing? Here's the four things I want for you today in recap that you would find deep relationship in Jesus. Start there. You can't start anywhere else. For all of us, every person here, 
every person listening, what I want more than anything else is for us to find a new and a deep meaning in our relationship with Jesus. Number two, that you would take that next step of faith. All of us need to do this. No one is excluded from this. Your church needs you. Your family needs you. Your community needs you. Take that next step of faith. Honor God in this process. Three, that you would make peace in your relationships. Some of you are not gonna get beyond where you are until you figure out that interpersonal dynamic and get things right. And fourth, that you would define new spaces, that you would start doing something, that you would stop doing something, and that you would stay in the thing that God has called you to do. Because guess what? Faithfully see who calls you, who also will do it. We're in this together. Let's make 2022 the best we possibly can as we live for God. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for this time. I thank you for these people. Thank you for the, the chance for new beginnings and fresh starts. I thank you for grace and for mercy. God, you are not calling us to perfection. You're just calling us to take steps of faith. We might find, you know, in, in ourselves something that we don't even know is there, God, when we fully commit in faith to you. And I ask that you would give us the courage, give me the courage to step out in new ways. Give me the eyes to see what I need to stop doing and to start doing and to stay with. And God, I pray as a church that you would lead us down this path in 2022 as we continue this renovation, as we continue building lives that are lived on purpose and on mission, that you would be with us. I know you will be every step of the way. God, I pray for anyone in here, anyone listening today who does not know you, who does not have a relationship with you, I just pray today, God, help them to feel how much they are loved by you, how much you've done for them. God, that we don't wanna be fools, that we wanna live uh, with you, not apart from you. God, I have put my faith and trust in that and I want that for every person in this room. So today might be that day. And they call on you, God. We love you. Thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen.